Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Self-Care Surgeons podcast. So this week, we are going to talk about one of the other most hated concepts in medicine, which is talking about taking care of one's own health. Now, we are the first people to tell our patients to eat better and exercise more, but often we're putting our needs last. So today we are going to talk about how to actually fit in, you know, diet and exercise into our busy schedules. Because, you know, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of anyone else. And we've all seen those surgeons in their later years and just how worn down their bodies are from years and years of not taking care of themselves. So I'm first going to start off with, you know, my own story of being in surgical training, uh, really having no time to bathe, even let alone work out, you know, showering was barely happening. So diet and exercise was not at the forefront. But during the pandemic, actually, when I was furloughed a bit because I was a senior level resident um, in a, as a frontline worker in New York City, um, they had the seniors kind of stay behind and not be transferred to the medical ICUs to help out in case there were emergency surgeries that they needed, you know, a first assist with, because uh, we were still doing cancer surgeries at the time. So, and, and we didn't have fellows in my hospital. So the senior residents functioned really as fellows. So I found myself furloughed and only working, you know, three 24 hour calls a week. So I had four days off for the first time in a long time. And I had just taken the abside exam. So I didn't need to study for anything and I really was at a loss of what to do with myself. So I kind of started looking at what have I been eating? What have I been doing for exercise and examine, you know, how I was conducting myself. And at that point, I had really not worked out in about four years. I was maybe, 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 maybe doing one workout class a month. Um, and diet consisted of eating what was ever at the hospital cafeteria. So that was like mozzarella sticks or chicken fingers. I kid you not. I'd have that for lunch if I had time for lunch that day. Or there was also this secret menu at the hospital where I would get a ham and cheese grilled sandwich. And that was like as healthy as it ever got. And then for dinners, my husband and I were both busy, you know, working professionals. And so we'd usually just order in or I lived in New York City. So we had delivery of every kind and we were spending so much money um, on delivery, especially during the pandemic when that just exploded. So neither of us were cooking. We were just ordering out and just like running on the hamster wheel. So, you know, during this time, I kind of started examining what I was doing and thought, okay, I finally have some time to implement some change. And so the first thing I started doing was seeing what like accessible at home 
workouts looked like because at that time I couldn't go into a gym or anything. And I realized kind of that was one of the things that made it really, really difficult for me to work out was that, you know, these class schedules, they were never around the time that the hospital was running and they never worked around my schedule. There would be a fee that you had to pay if you missed the class. And so I usually would just cut my losses and say, look, I don't want to pay a fee or have to call them if a surgery runs late or something. I'm just not going to work out. And so that was my initial uh, excuse for all this. But then, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of the home workout stuff exploded and I tried a few things. I try. I, I always thought I was better than working out at home. You know, I was a group fitness girly. Like I loved my classes and I would either run or go to a group fitness class. Um, and there was nothing in between. Or I do Barry's boot camp. That was my other thing that I would work out at. And, you know, my joints were hurting after these long surgeries. I was just running my body into the ground. And I found a couple online like yoga platforms and I tried out a couple. I didn't really like them. Um, but one day I stumbled upon uh, Melissa Wood Health and I gave it a chance. I had been trying a few. I think I tried Sculpt Society. Um, I tried uh, Core Power Yoga at home, too. And uh, there was just something about Melissa Wood. I, I kept coming back to it. There's no music. Um, she just talks. And this was before she added other people to her app. But she just talks and does the workout with you, which I also liked. I hated it when these instructors would like take you through a workout and not do it themselves and just be like, oh, keep going. Come on. And it would just piss me off. So I really liked her platform and it just I felt relaxed after I did it. And also like I got in a good workout and her motto was like anytime, anywhere. So even like 10 minutes a day is better than zero minutes. And that took me a really long time to absorb and that's what I want, like one of the main points of the talk today to be is you don't have to do an hour workout to get a good workout. The most important thing is to just move in whatever way it is every day, every day. No excuses, like not on, you know, three days a week, but every day get in some kind of movement. Okay, so... I found this Melissa Wood uh, app. I loved it. I started doing it every day. But my question was, you know, how do I incorporate this into my life? And so I'm going to go into this next a little bit about how do you actually fit this stuff in? When you're working around the clock, your schedule is crazy. How do you actually fit it in? How do you eat healthy and do all that when your schedule is unpredictable and you're on call and stuff like that? So Let's talk about first the science of why this stuff is important. I know we all know this, but why don't we all do this? Because it's really hard and the way that it's set up is not really set up for doctors. So it's set up for people with eight to five jobs that, you know, don't or flexible jobs even that don't have a night or weekend um, responsibility regarding work. So the first thing is, you know, we all know that movement is important for lowering diabetes, lowering cor um, coronary artery disease, you know, increasing our muscle strength because as we get older, we lose muscle. And so if we're not doing some kind of muscle 
um, weight resistance training, we will actively lose muscle as we age. And so it's something really important to think about when you're working out. Also, exercise helps with our mental health. When you're exercising, you release endorphins, you release all kinds of happy chemicals that you know, help to fight depression. And, you know, depression and burnout is a true pandemic in the healthcare world. So, you know, again, movement helps with that. It also helps with mental health. Um, It also helps with weight management. And you can also get better sleep when you do finally get your sleep. So, you know, we all know that movement is important, but how do we apply that to our lives? So, for me, I was working, you know, 89 hours a week as a resident. And I thought to myself, how in the world am I going to incorporate this into my life? However, once I realized that I could do something in 10 or 20 minutes, I found the time. And initially it looked like me getting up 10 to 20 minutes earlier to, and, and I literally had my mat out. I had the class queued up and I like slept in my workout clothes. So I literally would roll up, roll out of bed, turn on, um, the, the video and I would do it like in my closet or in some small room that I had access to being alone before uh, my partner woke up. And so that's how I made it work first. And if that didn't happen, what I would also do is when I would come home from work, you know, that time between like home from work and dinner, I would get in 20 minutes then and do uh, a movement then. And I also did things that made me love it. So I would play my music at the same time. So, you know, this workout didn't have any music with it. So I would play my own music, which I'm a big music person. So I love hearing my own songs. So I would play my own music. I would also have my dogs with me and they'd be like sleeping next to me while I was doing the workout. So that was really great too, to like bond with them um, during that time and just be able to pet them or whatever between reps. Um, That was really special too. So it, it created this feedback loop of other things that I loved and incorporated that with the workout. So I found myself doing it so much more than when I would go and leave and do a workout class with other people. Um, And again, just telling myself that I had to do something every day, even if it was five or 10 minutes, that just made the world of difference for me. And so um, for me, I chose a platform for like yoga and Pilates. But the important thing here to make it work is you have to choose something you love. So if you love running, do that. If you love kickboxing, do that. If you love weightlifting, do that. You know, it just, you have to pick something that is not punishment. Because for me, I also had this idea that when I was working out, I needed to be in pain, I needed to hate it, and I needed to punish myself for not taking care of myself previously. And you have to switch that. Like you have to change that whole mindset and say like, I'm not getting on the Peloton or whatever because I hate myself and I want to, you know, burn off all the bad decisions that I made with food and alcohol the night before. No, you have to be kind to your body and say like, you know, I have like the, my body and I, we're going to be together a long time. I need to take care of it and I need to, um, you know, foster this relationship. We have our, the rest of our lives to work out together. So 
you know, being kind to your body and gentle with your body is super, super important because the last thing you want to do is go too hard, get an injury and then, you know, affect your work. And especially for people, you know, a, even if you're not a surgeon, you have to type and you have to do a lot of stuff with your hands. You might have to do IVs or something like us having our hands or legs injured is not great unless, you know, you're a radiologist or someone who's, um, can maybe be remote or something like that. But all in all, like injury prevention is super, super important. So, um, just, just saying like be, you know, when you're choosing workouts, you, something that makes it effective is to choose something that you love and then pair it around other things that make you happy. Like for me, it's being around my pets and playing my own music. Um, but those little changes make it possible for you to choose these or to get to get it done and like for me I hadn't worked out in four years I have truly almost worked out or well I've truly worked out five to seven days a week since since I made that switch and my body has never felt better I don't get sore the same way after surgeries that I used to because my body is stronger and it really just keeps my mind right. You know, it lets me go to sleep at night. It, it helps me combat like the stresses of the day. Um, the workout kind of helps to be a reset for that. And the other like great benefit of doing the workout is that you want to eat better after that. So, you know, diet is, is the other important piece here. And, you know, you're not going to make gains, quote unquote, if you don't have the right diet. And if you're eating high sugar, very processed foods, um, you know, you're not going to make any progress physically as well. And you'll feel like crap. So it's really important to also look at what you're eating. But for me, I did that in the second phase. So first I got myself moving and then I naturally wanted to fuel my body better for my workouts. So it was a kind of a nice way to trick myself into one, wanting to plan and eat better. And my success for through diet, like through having a better diet has been um, planning, planning more. And I know we all have really like decision fatigue, you know, at the end of the day, every day. So for me, I'd find myself after a long day of work, I just couldn't even think about trying to prepare a meal. And my, you know, and I was also like annoyed that, um, yeah, of of the whole situation that I had to think about something to eat. And so I would find myself just ordering something delivery and, you know, there's no leftovers. You can't eat more than one night. Like it's a whole thing and financially irresponsible as well to eat out like five to seven nights a week. Um, so when you start looking at diet, the things that I found success with was during the weekend when you finally have a day off or some downtime, thinking about the week ahead and what like two or three of your favorite recipes would be. And on those days, I write out exactly what the ingredients are for those recipes. I also um, go to the store that day too. Because I can also find myself getting really agitated at having to go to the store um, before or, you know, after work or something like that. 
we all know how it feels to just finish work and just want to come home, have dinner, sit on the couch and just, you know, unplug essentially. So I also at the same time, I write out the meals that I'm going to make and I write out the ingredients and then my husband or our partner and I, you know, we um, go to the store and pick up um, the ingredients so that they're all there for the week. Also lunches. So like I said, I was eating mozzarella sticks, chicken fingers, all the like terrible things at the hospital. And it's so easy to just go to the hospital cafeteria and get whatever they're serving you. But, you know, that food is disgusting. And if anything, we need to plan for ourselves. And so I found some really healthy, high protein lunch recipes that I liked um, that I could food prep for the whole week and then just bring my lunch every day um, to avoid that. Now in residency, I didn't have all that time. So what that looked like was like me bringing a peanut butter and jelly every day um, just because like I knew I didn't want to eat uh, mozzarella sticks and chicken fingers and peanut butter and jelly is not the most healthy thing in the world, but it's better than that. And so, um, that was kind of my first step into it was just bringing a peanut butter and jelly that didn't have to be refrigerated. Um, you know, I could carry it with me and have some kind of nutrition throughout the day, um, so that I wasn't, you know, not going with anything. And then I'd be so hangry for dinner. I would, you know, just eat whatever was there. So I think for diet and looking at your goals um, for nutrition, it's really, really helpful to just plan ahead and just, you know, on your day off, plan what you're going to eat, meal prep for a little bit, and then just have it ready to go in your fridge. It is so nice to not have to think about what you're going to eat. And and for me, like I've tried also those um, food delivery services and they're okay. Um, I've tried HelloFresh. I've tried Saqqara Life. I've tried uh, Daily Harvest. I've tried, I've tried, we've tried Factor. Um, and for me, they're, they're just not they don't taste as good as I would like them to. So um, I do enjoy cooking. It is like a stress reliever. And same with my husband. We both like to cook. So um, I, I like having that control over it. But that, that also might be a good option. If somebody doesn't want to go through the decision fatigue or, or through the decision of choosing, you know, meals for the week, um, like those, those food prep services are great. And there's usually actually like local versions of that, which are amazing. I just moved to a new city and there's a local person here that, that does it. And it's so nice because it's like stuff from local farms and local businesses. So you're also supporting small businesses, which is great. Um, so that's another thing that can really help you eat better during the week. But I think step one is looking at your lunch and looking at like snacks during uh, during the day. And for me, like there's so many birthday cakes and candy and donuts and all those things at the hospital that, you know, the nurses so kindly uh, share with us a lot of the times or if, if we're bringing it to. But those things, if you eat them, once a week, like that isn't, that isn't great. So I also am always kind of, uh, avoiding the office food as well. So that's something else to help. So, um, in summary, uh, you know, in this episode, I just really want to help 
give an example of, you know, doing exercise and eating a better diet. It is possible. And I know we all think we're too busy to do it, but we're not, you know, if a busy general surgery resident can make it work, um, I think I think everybody can. It just takes a little bit of planning and a little bit of intention. So please um, let us know what you guys think about this. If you found you know healthy ways to get in diet and exercise in your lives, um, and yeah, just let us know at uh, Self Care Surgeons Instagram page. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you guys so much for joining us again. And we'll be back next week.